leader and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a battalion of first responders who challenge the status quo through a form of self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's light the spark. Which is better to have in the fire service, education or experience? I hear it argued all the time. Aren't they both a form of education and aren't they both a form of experience? As a product of both, I would argue that they're equally important. One does not trump the other. Can you get by with experience? Sure. But do you want to base your career on just getting by? Do you need an education to be a good firefighter or a paramedic? Yes, you do. You cannot become a firefighter without going through some form of academy. And if the organization values its members as a whole and the people that it's charged with serving, then they wouldn't have it any other way. In order to become a certified EMT or paramedic, you have to attend a school, go to class, get good grades, and pass a national certification test, not to mention the final for the class. So let's talk about why each of these elements are valuable and how we can stop arguing which one is better. Let's focus on how by having elements of both, we are that much better at our jobs and as people in general. Do a Google search for the words fire and emergency services higher education model. You'll find the top result is a link to the U.S. Fire Administration's page about the fire and emergency services higher education initiative. You can read up on about how education is the path to professionalism, and you'll see scientific studies and data that support this ideal. You'll also see a really cool infographic that shows the correlation of how education and training, i.e. experience, work together in order to create the ideal fire service professional, from firefighter one all the way up to fire chief. In an education mindset, one's focused on the horizon and their ability to manage people and the situations that they may find themselves subject to. In a training mindset, one's focused on the road in front of their feet and their ability to perform the work in the moment. Now, we bounce back and forth between these mindsets on a fire ground and on an EMS scene all the time. And to think that one of these is better or more important than the other is incredibly ignorant. A true professional realizes that they're of equal importance. One will have no clear sense of direction if they only focus on the footsteps in front of them. And then on the flip side, 
one will find themselves tripping over their inability to execute if they're solely focused on the horizon and what's way down the road. The Fire and Emergency Services Higher Education Model was created nearly 20 years ago as a result of the research and the data compiled. And we do a great job in the fire service when it comes to training on related fire ground issues. However, we don't meet the need for higher education among our members. This results in people who are typically one-dimensional required to meet multi-dimensional challenges. This is why it's so crucial for us to be armed with higher education as well as training and experience, especially if we want to advance in our career. Our day-to-day operations are extremely dynamic. No day is the same, right? And you guys know this. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to get into this career in the first place. No day is the same. One day we may be on a house fire or several, and the next day we could be dispatched to a water or mountain rescue or the trivial snake call. As we increase the types of services that we offer, we have to be willing to meet the demand for that training, credentialing, and education. And that is what professionalization looks like. We as first responders have created many systems that make attempts to restore order where it doesn't exist. As police officers, we aim to protect those who can't protect themselves. As firefighters, we aim to stop the spread of rampant flames from destroying a person's entire life in the loss of lives and or property. And as EMS workers, we stop the bleeds, we correct the cardiac arrhythmias, and stabilize the unstable. All of these things we do in effort to restore order to people's lives. This requires creativity. And in my personal experience, firefighters are some of the most creative and resourceful people that I've ever met. By definition, we solve problems. That's what we do all day. When people call 911, no matter the root cause, whether someone's having chest pain or someone's stopped breathing to even the occasional snake in their yard, it's our job to solve their problem, period. We have to quickly identify what's wrong, devise a solution that we think will fix the issue, and hope that it does the job. With that being said, our ability to do this is often subjective. In that, I mean that we are somewhat limited by relying on our own experience and, dare I say, traditions. Getting stuck in that way of non-progressive thinking leads us down a road of outdated solutions to dynamic problems and ultimately lands us in the recliner of complacency. That way of thinking completely stifles a growth mindset and locks people into some dilapidated sense of tradition. Oftentimes we feel like emergency response life coaches because we <laughs> were well-versed in solving problems quickly and efficiently. And the art of critical thinking is a continual process. It demands you put aside your own biases and restricting mindset of, that's the way I've always done it, or that's the way we've always done it. This concept isn't relatable just to us as firefighters, but as people dealing with very real problems in our everyday lives. Higher education provides an environment where problem-solving skills and crucial critical thinking skills are developed together. And the result? Higher order thinking. Higher order thinking requires us to look at the facts. This requires us to understand them, identify what makes them useful, um, requires us to look for relationships among the details, and ultimately create new solutions in previously unimagined ways. And finally, applying those solutions, not just leaving them to float around in the ether. 
understanding new concepts, thinking about questions to expand our understanding, having the mental capacity to understand the answers and formulate a practical application are all parts of a process granted to us by higher order thinking. The ability to think critically about a situation and formulate a strategy is directly interdependent. One's ability to problem solve can be seen in the process, whereas critical thinking is displayed in the outcomes. Higher order thinking is a direct result of the educational experience. And even though there are those who still can't function in the manner of higher order thinking, even after they've gone through a system of education, it doesn't reflect poorly on the institution of education, but on the individual and their inability to appropriately apply said education. Let's talk a little bit about communication. So much depends on communication within the fire service. We use radio communication on all of our fire and EMS scenes to relay information back and forth. We use written communication to document those incidents so that there's a clear and hopefully, (laughs) hopefully legible record of what happened and what we did to mitigate the situation. We use verbal communication to talk about our calls with each other and bounce ideas off each other in real time in training scenarios as well as just hanging around the firehouse. We also communicate with the public in many different situations, pub ed, on scenes, uh, in classes that we teach, etc. And a lot of times the communication that we have to make isn't always positive. We respond to people's 911 calls on what is potentially the worst day of their life. Our ability to communicate that negative news in a positive way um, to people who've, who've just watched their house burn down or they've just watched a loved one die as a result of cardiac arrest sets us apart as professionals. Our communication can change the emotional result of a call. It can change our relationships with our crew members. It can make or break a program we want to launch within the fire organization itself or it can end a career. Obtaining higher education provides us with opportunities to hone these skills in an environment of learning. In my experience, I I personally had multiple opportunities to hone my skills in written and spoken communication, which helped me prepare to meet the demands of the field. In a profession full of egos, it's critical that we are able to communicate with people who don't want to be criticized, they don't want to be told what to do, And we tend to be passionate, opinionated, and impatient people. And since we lack in these areas of interpersonal communication, it's all the more reason for us to focus our ability to communicate in an unassuming and respectful manner. By going through an educational experience, we are subject to many different types of people coming from all kinds of backgrounds, working toward many different ideals and careers. This provides us a proving ground to hone our skills in communicating effectively with one another. After any fire or EMS call, you should be doing what's called an after-action review. Now, after-action reviews are a big part of the service delivery improvement model of any healthy fire service organization. In an AAR, we look at how we performed, we hail the things that we did that were good, and we critique the things that need improvement. It's the only way to take an objective approach to improvement and quality service delivery. This process isn't easy. It requires discipline, objectivity, and humility. 
and all of which are the byproducts of higher education. Are there those outliers who've received a higher education that don't represent these qualities? Of course, of course they are, but I would argue that they are the minority. And that's no good reason to argue against higher learning. The whole not getting an education because you think you're better than me is an obvious display of insecurity and pride and only stifles the person making statements like that, which ironically feeds the mentality and traps that person in a negative feedback loop. Being a part of a cohort of like-minded people who are all working toward expanding their knowledge base in efforts to make the world a better place and carve out a life for themselves is an invaluable part of becoming a person who is able to harness the skill of self-reflection. The ability to be introspective is crucial in one's ability to look at their own mental and emotional processes. By definition, that's what that is. In this day and age, it means the difference between life and death of a firefighter as more and more are choosing suicide over addressing their mental and emotional challenges. This directly applies to mental health. Our ability to understand ourselves and how we manage our emotions and our mental health is directly related to our ability to function on a day to day basis and is the deciding factor of whether we are of any use on a fire ground. Make no mistake, whether it's physically or mentally, you are either an asset or you are a liability on the fire ground. Period. Let me repeat that. You are either an asset or you are a liability on the fire ground. Which one of those you are is solely dependent on you. I encourage all of you listening to look into some kind of higher learning for yourselves, whether it's making the jump from EMT to paramedic, or if you've been debating on getting or finishing that college degree, or if you're interested in something that's completely unrelated to the field. Learn something new. Do something new. Challenge your mind. I've built a program that will help you do just that. It's called Crew Builder. It's six weeks long. And like anything else in life, you'll only get out what you put into it. I go week by week and give you personal insight as well as tasks that you need to complete in order to take steps toward building a crew that knows who each other are and knows what the goals and standards are of its members. I also hold a weekly live chat so we can go over each week's tasks as well as lessons learned from the week before, kind of like an AAR. It's a great place to start if you're having trouble connecting with your crew. This kind of purposeful action establishes you as a leader for positive change and not only affects you and your crew, but over time it bleeds over to your organization as a whole. I'll be opening up registration for Crew Builder 2019 in June and we'll get started in July. You can find the details on the Ignited website at ignitedff. Obtaining an education isn't easy, but few things in life are. Do your best to avoid getting into debt for your schooling. Sometimes it can't be avoided, I get it. But I would encourage you to work some overtime and utilize your organization's tuition reimbursement program if they have one. By investing in yourself, you make your organization better as a whole and you improve the quality of services that you provide to the people who need your help. 
I hope as we get further along in this effort, we become closer to our crew members, our friends, and our families. It's important for us to discuss the things that challenge us in the field, as well as the things that may be challenging us at home. As always, thanks again for listening, guys. Please do me a favor, subscribe, share the episode with someone you think should hear it. And as we delve deeper into these issues, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is our tribe, guys. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss challenges that we face. It allows us to connect with each other and and relate to people who may be dealing with those same challenges. Also, I'm going to be revealing a 12-day leadership challenge very soon, so be sure to join me in the group and keep an eye out for the announcements on that. Until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. We'll be right back.